I have. I'm, I'm a. I'm a old square. <laughs> I have a yeah. square account. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I feel you, lot. sister. I'm an old square, too. I get <laughs> This week on Creators Pod, we spend a lot of time answering Dina's questions about digital products. From online courses to lead magnets and everything in between. Come and have a listen. I don't really have anything to sell online I, i've thought of doing pdf checklists of products and things like that but i haven't really come up with a good anything that i can sell as far as digital stuff goes yeah i have an idea for you as soon as you said that i was like i know some kind of pdf checklist you could do all right and it's not to sell but it could be a, a lead magnet for your customers that okay. it's like a checklist of all the things that you want all the things they can do to stage a good branded event. So lead times for ordering things, what kind of, what their graphic formats need to be in, things like that. Like basically, how can you be a good customer for me? That's, I think that's a okay. checklist you should give to people. Or how to make the process easier. That's, that's a good idea. Yeah. Cause that's really fantastic. it's one of those things that I think a lot of business owners would avoid and procrastinate on because they're like, I don't know how to do this. And I really want some good product for my. Every day I get calls image. from people that drop the ball that forgot to yeah. do something or whatever. Yeah. And then they're and then they're looking to you to save the day, and you're like, "Well, I'm going to do my best," but you don't need that kind of stress yeah. in your life. And wouldn't that wouldn't that be cool if somebody felt empowered to be like, "Okay, this is how I can get the most out of this partnership with right. big promotions." And that's and something then, you don't you have go. to sell. You're right. That is a giveaway is a good a better idea because then it's. Cause I don't need somebody to pay 10 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever for that. No, it's much better. No, to there you go. The other angle See, of that yeah. is to like teach somebody how to work with somebody like you. So if they're going to go to hypothetically, they're going to go to someone else, making sure that the, that, that other person is asking all them, all of the right questions, but in actually right. giving that out, you're showing them that, you know, all the things that are supposed to be done. So, you know, it actually just brings people right back around to you as, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you're giving value. You just you're giving it away. Yep, that's Here. a good idea. Yeah, you're I heard a really really famous person say, "You know what? Give away all your good stuff." Yeah. So, Which famous person idea. was that? <laughs> Russell Brunson. I don't know. He's broke now. <laughs> <laughs> you say he's broke? <laughs> oh, is he? Well, I didn't oh, say no, he, he was rich. I just no, said he was I, famous. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Russell's broke at all. I don't think but he Gary is says at all. that too. Gary says jab, 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 right hook, you know, ask, 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 and ask. I mean, give, give, yeah. give, and then ask. And so it's there the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I like that. I idea. love it. I, I like that idea. I, I tend to do that a lot. In my content creation, I would come up with something that you need to know. And I really like that you kind of expounded on that, Keely, because I do that all the time. So, when I'm teaching a concept, if you're new at this, you don't know what to do or you don't know how you should put together your idea or whatever. And so I do that all the time where I'd create a PDF and we'd work on it together on a podcast. Well, on a, on a, on a show, but, you know, I think it's a really great idea. Yeah, there you go. 
it's about the pain point, right? What, what are the people in your audience? Like, what's the thing that is the most difficult or the most fearsome thing that they have to deal with? And can you, can you solve that for them? And that's certainly how I would feel working with a, a brand merchandiser like Rich. I'd be like, tell me what to do and how far in advance and, yeah. and how do you do Adobe Illustrator files? Oh, no, <laughs> I remember that. that so patiently for me last weekend. Thank you so much for that help, Rich. That was amazing. Okay. So, See, you guys should have been recording that. Oh, right. we should have no, been recording the Adobe Illustrator <laughs> stuff. Because mm-hmm. yeah, that was really, have. really great. So as far as selling stuff, though, I mean, what's what's the best thing to sell? What are y'all what are y'all selling besides checklists and stuff like that? Courses, I know. Stream Deck buttons. Right. Anything else? <laughs> right. Well, I've been giving birth to books. And let me tell you, uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's fun writing in the in the in the process of writing. But I really, really am enjoying this content creation piece with the, you know, with the books. I've already done two books. I'm working on my third book right now. And this last one, oh my goodness, it's like having kids. I don't know if any of you have any, but <laughs> this last one, oh my God, um, it's really taking a toll, but it's going to be so good. It's going to be so, so, so good. And basically it's taking someone through a process and we're doing it step by step and I'm thinking of all the little things to put in it. So it's a lot of fun, but I really like that idea because it's like Keely said, it's helping a pain point. It's somebody's pain point. You have something that you need to fix or solve or, or do, and you just need a blueprint. You just need a way to, you know, all the steps. Okay. Now step one, do this step two, do that. And the, the interesting thing about this particular book that I'm doing is that there's going to be a video component that goes with it and a work along for a whole month. So we can work on all of the things in the book. So not only will I create the blueprint, but I'm also creating a situation where the audience can now tell me, hey, this worked like this. Now you can give me direct feedback right away Mm. so I'll know how I can tweak it. So I'm really excited about this This one that's coming up now. I'm I'm really What's excited it about? about it. What's it about? Oh, just just say it. You're you're just like <laughs> I'm doing this book. It's going to be amazing. Well, okay, and I'm like well, girl, right. just tell us what it's about. <laughs> I didn't want it to my horn or anything. Okay, so let me tell you what it's about. Okay, so what happened was uh, the name of the book is called Brand Your Show. The name of the course is called Brand Your Show, and we are gonna take a show from conception to actuality. So we're going to think about it. We're going to ideate it. We're going to get inspired, do all of the things, then put it together, then figure out graphics, figure out, um, you know, a run of show, figure out all of the things, all of the moving parts in between idea to execution, and then actually execute in that whole month that we're planning which is called Vlogmas, just in case you're listening to this at any other time of the year. <laughs> so it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Um, oh my goodness. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I, um, I took the angle of what are, what's the big pain point for my people and being Thanksgiving coming up, I, I decided to do a Thanksgiving menu plan. And I thought about what are the pain points, figuring out what you're going to cook, making the list, 
and then knowing, you know, the shopping list and then knowing what order to do everything in. And I figured, you know, I have to do that for myself anyhow. So I'll just do a really nice version of that. And so I'm packaging up 10 rest or eight recipes, a couple of how-to articles, and then the complete grocery list, list of tools, and that, that playbook for how to get it done without killing yourself. And this is my first time. This is, this is my first product. I d- I've never done a lead magnet. I've never done anything else. So um, in true Dina style, it's, it's don't, don't do the little easy, teeny easy thing. Just go straight for the big guns. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wanted yeah. to be able to do a video with it, but you know, I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't get to that and that's okay because I've committed to doing the same thing for Christmas and either doing photos of the, of the foods or, or, uh, videos that they'll have. That's a growing thing. And you can, and this is, uh, something you can do for a long time. You can do it for every Easter and all kinds of holidays. I mean, you can do it all the time. Yes. Super Bowl, I think Super Bowl, something came up too. Yep. I see a cookbook in your future. (laughs) Well, and that that was the the silver lining because, you know, on brand here, um, that was the silver lining as I've been just you know, pouring through these recipes. Cause you know, I just cook out of my head. So I've had to actually sit down and really think these through. Um, thankfully, most of these I've already made before. I mean, I've written down, but I haven't written it for anyone other than myself. So now I have you, to. You mean the dishes you made before? I've made the dishes many times and I can yeah. make them from by heart without needing the recipes, but I have written them down but I've never written them for someone other than myself. So I have to explain why I do certain things in the recipes that I'm going to sell versus the one that I just wrote down for myself. And how are you selling this? Where, how, where are you selling it? So uh, the end point is going to be gum road, but I think what I'm going to do is the, the link that, that I give out will be to a landing page on my site that points to Gumroad for the checkout. Right. So I'll have an opportunity to explain what they're getting and then point to, to the sales endpoint. And then I will probably have to do some shorts or, you know, some, some static images and whatnot for the socials and sure. push people there from that. And I may end up doing, you know, a, a Facebook post buy or whatever they're called ad buy. Um, yeah. Just that's to, a good to idea. get a little more traffic. Yeah, I think it's fifteen dollars for four hundred impressions or something. So, yeah, that's that's me for the last week. Would you think about doing a short that you are? Because I know part of your process is sometimes that you like make the recipe and you're like tracing back. Okay, this is the thing that other people aren't going to understand, and you're actually cooking a look. Have you ever thought about like just with a short, like starting to say, okay, so and describing to people in the short. I'm making this uh, caramelized butter carrot dish. And one thing I realized that I take for granted is this thing that I'm doing right now, but I'm going to be explaining this in my new product that you can buy on Gumroad. You know, that, that kind of short that gives you the work building in public sort of behind the scenes aspect, but it's something that you have to do anyway. I think I would do that for when I'm actually selling videos. Okay. I'm not sure that the nuance of the why is is upfront enough in a recipe. Sure. For instance, um, with my mashed potatoes, I don't put the dairy in until the the potatoes have a lot that layer of butter on them 
because that mm-hmm. blocks the everything from getting too gluteny or not gluteny, but it's too sticky if you if you exactly. So <laughs> so I write the directions the right way, but I don't go into the deep dive of the science right. that I might do on a stream. So in my right. streams, I, I, I probably would say, okay, guys, I'm doing the butter now, but I'm not putting the milk in yet. And here's why. Yeah. See, that, that would intrigue me. That would, I mean, but you, it would take more in a video format, I think, is where it would do well. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm all about stories, but whenever I'm looking for a recipe and I find one, there's always a two-page thing about how her mom used to make 1927 and all this kind of stuff. And just get to the point, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I don't, I don't want that story with the recipe. But if I was surfing around and trying to find a Thanksgiving dinner for two people with these easy recipes and somebody's like, Hey, so I'm, I'm writing down these recipes that I've never had to write down before. And I realized, you know, I need to do this thing. I'd be like, that's fascinating. Now I want to buy the recipes. I want to buy that meal plan because this person, I can see the thought they put into it. And I'm just going to get the recipes and I don't need all the background information at the point that I'm starting to cook and I've given you the money. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying a lot of people clutter the things up with, with that kind of stuff. And it's just, yeah, it's kind of yeah, frustrating. Absolutely. So. It, it's an interesting thought, Keely, and I yeah. won't dismiss it entirely. Cause if you're thinking that it works in the one sentence where I'm saying, put the butter in now and don't put the milk in, that's easy. Yeah. Oh no no that stuff that kind of stuff that kind of stuff is fine the science part is fine it's yeah. the fact that your, your your grandmother used to oh, make gosh, this every yeah. time you'd go in the snow and all this kind of stuff then it would oh, that's the kind of stuff that I'm trying to that's yeah. a blog post from yeah. which to which you point to your recipe is in my world I don't I'm the same way and when I sat out on this I I was bound and determined not to write a book in front of a recipe yeah, yeah that's so good. When you come to my site, you won't have to wade through my family history to find out how to make cheese and crackers. No, we do that on live streams. Right. No BS Thanksgiving. I love that. So yeah, that that's that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, it sounds good. I I'm looking forward to seeing what you what you produce on that for sure. And if you need to try it out with somebody who doesn't cook, hi. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I'm going to have to test the uh, the coupon code. You know that hundred percent off coupon code. So um, uh, I'll, I'll be tossing it to some peas. I know. God, I love it. I love it a good point in there though that you made like at the beginning, which is you're you're it's something that you're doing anyway for yourself, and so you've created a product out of this because it's something you do. And like when people are thinking about what they could do, you know, for products that they're creating, uh, there is loads of things where you've perhaps gone through and figured something out for yourself and there's other people who are going to want to do that. So if people are thinking, what could I make a, you know, a PDF for as a lead magnet or even a, a larger product, it's often things that you've just had to, had to figure out yourself and you're going to save someone else the hassle of figuring it out. So as a, as a framework, whether it's for recipes or anything, I think that's a, a good little thing to bear in mind. It's a bit like, my, so one of the digital products that I have is Stream Deck icons and that's exactly the same as, you know, I've go through and make all the icons, do all the programming of them, and uh, people can just save themselves that time and effort by you know, going out and buying them. Another side to that with me is when I do my courses, I can then offer the Stream Deck icons as like a, as a bonus, but it has a real intrinsic value then. And we, we've talked about this in a previous episode, making sure that if you're giving things as part of a bonus stack, if you like, or a value stack of a course, make sure that they do all have a real value that people can go and look up and would be happy to pay in any case. So 
uh, there is a sort of like multi-layer to these digital products as well. You can start with something that's free, uh, then have things that you pay for, and then have other higher ticket items. Um, but they can all work really nicely together. You know, the free items lead into the the paid products, and then you can use some of the paid products to uh, help, uh, you know, give value to the to the higher ticket items that you're doing as well. Uh, and in fact, with um, even with what you might consider to be a lead magnet, you can do what you call a self-liquidating offer if you're going to be um, basically paying for advertising where you would have a, for example, a book. So I did one thing before where I had a book that I wrote that I uh, offered, but people would pay effectively pay the postage and packing even though it was available as a digital download. Um, but it's kind of like you can either get the real thing or you can actually just get it as a digital download, which most people did anyway. Um, but that didn't really make any money. It just covered the cost of the advertising. And so that's why they call it self-liquidating offer, because uh, you're just basically covering your advertising costs. But this uh, book was uh, the uh, digital marketing blueprint. And uh, when people bought that on the the sales page, there would be an upsell to a set of templates, which was all the different templates people needed for uh, social media banners and all that kind of stuff in it, um, and that was actually the thing that made the, uh, you know, made the money off the uh, the offer. Um, but then that also upsold to a full course as well. So that was the whole idea of that was to uh, basically initially cover the cost of the advertising, which would send people through the funnel to buy the full course after the fact. Um, and the 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 upsell was basically just a little sort of bonus in there as well. Was this the first, was that the first digital product you offered or was that pre-Take One Tech? Oh, that's, yeah, that's not, that's not Take One Tech. That's what I got, got into Ecamm for was to make that course. So, uh, but I, Take One Tech was my test bed for practicing making the videos, but <laughs> yeah. So what was the first digital product you did offer? Was it the Stream Deck icons? Yeah, in Take One Tech, it was the Stream Deck icons. Yep, yep. Yeah. I love that gateway. Uh, and then there's things like, so those are paid products, but then there is, uh, you know, some templates, overlay packs and things like that, that were lead magnets essentially. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of um, wrestling with, like you mentioned about, uh, you know, your book being a digital download and, you know, they could buy it a different way as well. I'm wrestling with that, with this upcoming course. Trying to figure out if if I do it as a as an ebook, if I do it as an ebook, I know that I can put links and things like that in there where it could link out to different things. And this is one of the things I love about ebooks because you know it's digital and you know I can embed th- links and things like that, so I can you know packing more stuff in the ebook than is actually there because of uh, you know all the capabilities you can do there. However. I've also had experience actually doing an actual book where, you know, you can buy it on Amazon. And I like that idea for afterward, um, for the longevity of it. So I'm I'm a little puzzled at this point. I'm thinking maybe I should do both or maybe, I don't know. I, I just saw the, the gif flash up in my mind, the two guys from that Disney Right. Um, why not both? 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 Yeah, both. Okay, I'll do both. I'll do both. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do both. It, it may be with the uh, with the book whether you have the whole the the whole book you can you could offer the whole book as a PDF or you may want to extract something from it. That would be another angle to go at it would be to just extract something from it. But there's no harm with doing both at all for sure. I mean, uh you know, I know people who've got an actual physical book and then you can get the the 
you know, get it as a download. The benefit to doing it as a download is you then get the contact. Whereas if it's sold through Amazon, you're not getting the customer data. Um, okay. But gotcha. you don't have Amazon's marketing machine to, uh, you know, it's, it's not there in a global storefront, essentially. Um, right. So there's, there's pros and cons to, to both of them. Um, but certainly giving people the option to get it as a digital download, there's value in that. You know, would you, what's, the, what's the lifetime value of your clients going to be? Um, and if it's more than the amount that you make from selling on Amazon, then there's definitely value in, you know, giving that, uh, giving that book as a free download as well. Each book that I do leads to another book mm-hmm. so far. Each book that I do leads to another book because there's more, there's so much more to the story that I want to tell and it just leads to something else and leads to something else. And so all of, it's funny because all of the, all of the lead magnets, all of the the PDFs that I created, they're all parts of the master book that I'm going to make, the big book that I'm going to make. Yeah. However, as I'm building all of this out loud, it's just, you know, right now, this is what we're talking about, where everybody wants to talk about, you know, doing things with shows and all that. And so, so, so that's the chapter that I'm building now. Mm-hmm. Originally, with the with the initial book, that was the branding blueprint, basically thinking about like concepts and putting all of those things in place so that you have something to think about. And so that's also a chapter in another book. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as I as I start making all these things, I'm like, oh, my goodness, each book begets another book. And so it's like. I can't wait to see what this, what the final product would be because it's basically my story. Basically what I'm telling is my story. What I had to do to get to each point. And they, they fit into the, the courses as well that you're doing where uh, coming back to the thing I was, t- I was talking about, like having a, a real researchable value stack. So if you're saying that if you come on my course, you'll also get the digital download of this book and they can go and check on Amazon there it is. It's forty dollars or whatever it is on Amazon. You're giving them forty dollars value, but you're not actually losing forty dollars yourself because you wouldn't get. You know, you're getting your commission of it. So to them, it's worth a lot more than it is uh, to you because you've then got them in on your course in any case. So if it's a way to, you know, to help to sell your course, you could say you could you could even say you get all three of my books and they're valued at a hundred and whatever dollars they are. You know, altogether. Um, and there you've just instantly added a huge amount of value to somebody who's going to come on the the course. So there's definitely value in, you know, doing them as a, uh, as a d- digital download as well. That's a brilliant idea, Alec. I love that. I love that. And, and just and- as a lead magnet, you know, say, hey, it comes back to you've always got to think of lifetime value of the client as opposed to just what is that one particular thing worth. And if you could just say, right, well, you know, click on this link, you can get a free copy of my book valued at X and it's Here's the Amazon link. Go and read all the reviews. Go and read all about it. And if you want it for free, click here. Um, then you've got that email address for the cost of the commission that you would have got off the sale. But mm. think about the lifetime value of the client. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love that idea. Absolutely. Okay. And Dina, you and I had a conversation several months ago about Flywheel, and I didn't quite grasp everything that we're saying. Is this is what Michelle's talking about? Is that a flywheel uh, aspect of, of cre- content creation or is that not because what she's saying is that she's, you know, she can make, 
she can make little courses and those all fit together to be a book. And then PDFs can all, you know, be parts of those certain things. Is that, yeah. do, do I have that right? Is that flywheel? Yeah, I think, or? I think that, 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 that could be a type of flywheel. Yeah. So it's just where you're, you're just continually feeding back into the loop. So yeah, yeah. that definitely qualifies. And I, I'm losing, I, I'm not remembering exactly what <laughs> my example was, and I wish I could because it is valuable. So um, stay tuned. We'll talk about it in the future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we talk about so many things so regularly. What I really like about the fact that we're recording this is that we're going to be able to go back to our earlier episodes and go, oh, that amazing idea that Alec had and that explanation that Dina had and that thing that Rich was talking about, that question yet. Oh, this is going to be perfect. I can go back and research my own brain. So I'm bad part. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Because I was just thinking that while he was speaking, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is on tape. This I is remember. good. <laughs> The other aspect that I think we could all do is include in our offerings, you know, the descriptions that they get access to our Discord communities where they can talk about their experience. So what you're doing there is you're bringing new people into the fold who may not have found your your community a different way. Yeah, that's so true. So, okay, wait. With the ebooks, right? You can continuously, you know, put links, things, all that stuff in the in in those ebooks. And because because I, I actually, so this is the idea that I had as part of the resources, tools, and resources at the end of the book. Some of the links that I'm thinking about putting in there are your links, links to like you know for Alec, for his stuff, links to Keely for your stuff with Discord, links to, you know, all of the peas, you know, if you need. I refuse. I refuse. No, you're, you're in there. You're stop, in there. So stop, stop supporting everybody else. No, I just, of course, that would be amazing. Obviously. <laughs> right. And so that's, that's part of what, well, you know, <laughs> if, if it's something that you don't have, if it's something that you don't have and 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 there's a whole library, a whole like course on how to do stream deck buttons. You think I'm going to do that? No, <laughs> I'm going to send them to Alec. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's dope. So. That's absolutely dope. I love it. Yeah. So, so Keely, don't you have something in the hopper right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going great. No, it is. It's, it's going fine. Um, so one of the main offerings I've been giving to the FH umpires community, cause I have, I have to separate these two things in my brain and not forget about either. I have been conducting in-person workshops on a variety of topics. So I have a roster of about six workshops that I've done and, and each one was a test. Like, do people actually want to learn about this? How is the material? Does it work? What do I have to shift? That sort of thing. And I found that I ended up doing one particular workshop three times. And there were people who were coming back to, to attend it more than once, which I thought was ridiculous and lovely and amazing. 
So I thought, okay, this is the first workshop I should take to make into an asynchronous course, which basically is what I'm doing is I'm taking the a recording, my best recording of the workshop and chomping it up into pieces, having little questions that people I have to answer as they go through just so I can get some feedback and then uh, giving them access to the same Discord channel that any of the workshop participants had access to so that we can talk specifically about that material. So my mission critical position workshop, that that's going to open its doors on the 15th and I've been pre-selling it, which I never would have thought I would be a pre-seller. Like that just seems like, no, you can't sell something that doesn't technically exist. But so many people were asking for it. I'm like, fine. Do you really want it? Put your money where you, you know, you have to, yeah, put your money down and crap, a whole bunch of people put their money down. So now I have to, I have to execute. So that's a really good thing for me because it's really pushed me into understanding what do my community, what do they want? What is going to give them, you know, the best answers, the best value. I'm still a little nervous about the format because I like workshops. I like being able to hear people's questions and play off their ideas. And I learn so much from those exchanges, but hopefully I'll be able to make up for that with the discord communication. So that's something that I'm working on. And hopefully that's going to be more sustainable because scheduling in a three, two and a half hour workshop that ends up being three hours every time. Um, it's hard and it's hard for people to put that time aside. So I figured this was a good thing. And then Discord for creators, that's a whole other thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting together a set of videos that is an onboarding sequence. So for example, if Alec is setting up a brand new Discord and he wants a, um, a guide for the people who are going to come into his community that easily get them through all the steps, teach them the basics of Discord and all that sort of thing, I am putting that together. People can buy that separately and just here, here's access to the videos, push them out to your people, you're done. Or that'll be part of my server setup uh, client package, basically. So value stacking, <laughs> is that is that the term, Alec? Value stacking? Yeah. And yeah, so hopefully that'll be, that'll work out well. But it's it's been, that has been much more of a struggle for me, figuring out what to what kind of digital product can I sell as discord for creators to people? And we'll see, we'll see if that works. We'll see if it flies. Any feedback? There's probably a whole episode we could do on courses. So we'll probably park that one for the time being. But one thing I will say is the difference between doing the, um, uh, the, the two things you were talking about where you're doing the in-person workshops and the sort of evergreen, almost evergreen stuff. I know it'll need to be updated, but the uh, yeah. asynchronous stuff is it is nice to have a balance between those two so that on the one hand uh you know you're getting that closer connection but it's always nice when you know you just see that someone else has bought the course and there's nothing else that you need to do about that at this stage you know it's just it's just recurring revenue in the background uh yeah. you know, it's nice to have a, a balance between those two i'm i'm working it the other way i'm trying to add in more cohort based stuff to you know increase that in my in my courses but uh yeah, they've they've got to pros and cons. So I think you'll be you'll probably be glad that you've done that when you start getting this extra revenue stream that's coming in, where you're not having to do any further work for it now that you've actually done the upfront work. Yeah, because I do have the memberships and the and the in person in person the remote online mentoring that I'm I'm doing. I do get a lot of contact with people, 
And what I hope is, and, and what has turned out is that people will show up for a workshop that I've done and they're like, oh, Keely's not bad. I think I'd like to be mentored by her. And then they join the membership. Mm-hmm. So I also look at this as another touch point that is relatively low entry, low cost, and people can learn a ton. I mean, for me, this is the foundation of great umpiring. It's it's just such a valuable skill. And they may feel more comfortable and more interested in engaging in a long-term relationship with me. So I, I, I see it as all being part of the same system mm-hmm. of people, but yes, I am looking forward to something that maybe I don't have to be directly, you know, talking to the people I love the most other than you guys, of course, uh, on a regular basis. So that would be nice. I'm curious how you guys are um, setting up the actual sales part. Like what, what mechanisms are you using for fulfillment? Um, Tell me, talk to me. Uh, My stuff's all on uh, Kajabi. Uh, So that's where I'm hosting my uh, digital downloads, my courses and everything like that. Uh, I am thinking of actually adding them into, um, uh, Shopify though as well, just because uh, I've already got a merch shelf on, um, uh, that's one thing we haven't talked about, I suppose, products is a merch, but uh, not that that is a huge revenue. So that's why I just pretty much ignored it in my uh, <laughs> my thing. But I do have the merch shelf on on YouTube, but now that you can actually add two separate ones. So you can have uh, either merch or you could also have a Shopify store as well. Um, so I am going to be adding my digital products into there now. Before I'd, I'd set up my merch shelf for just, uh, you know, uh, hoodies and stuff like that, uh, most of which I've bought myself. But <laughs> uh, but now that you can add <laughs> multi- two different shops in there, then um, uh, it makes sense to definitely add those digital downloads there. And it's a bit like when we were talking about memberships as well, is removing that friction for people. So uh, if people watch a video on a stream deck and then right underneath it is a big banner with, you know, all my stream deck icons, it seems like the ideal place to have those rather than getting people to go in the description, click a link, go over to my store and check out there. It's like, if they can just do it with one click from there, that that would make a lot more sense. A couple of clicks. So question, you're doing the Shopify for the digital downloads piece or? Uh, yeah, or... so that, yeah, but for the digital downloads, yep. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, I may, I may work something in there for the courses as well. It's just that the courses are a bit more tricky because they're granted access through um, uh, through Kajabi, but you could do it where... You know, they have to pay, they get send an email, and then I send a fulfillment email with the login for Kajabi. That would be another option. But yeah, certainly with things like icon packs where literally they just pay and they get it as a digital download immediately, then that makes a lot of sense to me for Shopify. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm working on my on my sales page for the course. And this figuring out Kajabi. So I, I, I know we could talk a lot about courses and I know that's going to be another episode at some point in the future, but I'm trying to figure out all the things I've pretty much already made. I've written all the copy, done all the things. And so now I'm trying to like figure out that piece of it. So, you know, stay tuned. So for me, I have my WordPress site and it's funny because every time I think, oh man, I'd love to get on some system like Kajabi to make it easier. Boy, it'd be great to have a Shopify website or something. I've realized that every time I think about migrating off that, it's not about the friction of migration. It's the fact that I have the foundation to do anything I want with selling. 
I can sell courses. I can sell physical products. I can sell memberships. I can sell uh, virtually digital downloads, anything that I want to do after I invested the two years that it took me (laughs) to get a WordPress site up and running and, and working it's all in there now. And occasionally I have to buy another plugin because, oh, in order to get to set up for affiliates, I have to have this. Okay, fine. But basically the real outlay, it's done. It's done. And the, the system is there. All of the data is mine and nobody can you know, shut me down and lock me out of it or have any problems with it. It's all within my own system. I have all that integrated into MailChimp. So my customer list is there as well, but I have the emails, I have the addresses, I've got the telephone numbers if I needed them. And I I really actually like that now, even though it's been a pain in the ass on a regular basis and just driven me crazy. The fact that I can just add, I can add a, a printful store, I can add a, I can add downloads. I can host my courses on there, which is what I've done in the past. Although I do want to bring them into discord and that's something that we'll talk about on the future episode. We're all like future episode courses. That's obviously going to be next week. Um, it, it's nice to have it sort of done. And a lot of the bugs have been worked out and any bugs that happen, I'm introducing them in real time. <laughs> so that's, that's been my, that's been my system. I actually do have a WordPress site and I do have a course on said WordPress site. And now I'm venturing out to Kajabi, which I don't know. I feel like, I feel like just like you said, it's all mine. All the stuff that's there, it's all mine. You know, I I created all that stuff. I paid someone to do most of it because I, but I, I, I did the copy. I did everything and it's all mine. But the things that I struggle with are some of the systems that Kajabi already have that, you know, like with the, you know, like the email sequences and all of that. And I also pay for, uh, what is it? Active campaign. I don't use it to its fullest. And I know that all those things integrate and you can, do all of the things with it, but sometimes the friction, the friction (laughs) and doing all of these things uh, has been, has been great. And anytime I needed to do something because I didn't like build it, like you built yours, right? It took you two years to build yours. I build part, I built part of it, but then I got, I I got stuck and then I ended up paying someone to do the rest of it. So every single time I want to change something, I have to call a VA in Poland to do it because they are the persons who did everything. And that was part of my struggle. I was like, Oh my God, every time I do that, it's going to cost me a grip. Oh my God. Do I really want to do this or do I want to figure this out? Then I try to figure it out and I get stuck and I'm like, okay, then I have to pay another group to get it fixed. So I guess in this uh, situation where I have my WordPress site and which has everything on there, like everything, my blog, everything. And then this new thing with Kajabi, 
that I'm learning to I'm learning to like <laughs> I'm learning to like because I really love my site, but I'm learning to like Kajabi because of all the things and the friction. It reduces the friction for like all the the things that need to happen with it, with the emails and and the offers and you know sales, all these things. It's just it's a work in progress, and you know while we're sitting here trying to figure this stuff out on our own out in the open. <laughs> It's really scary. It's really scary. But at the same time, it's really fun and exhilarating at the same time because I can see, I can already see the end. I know what it's going to look like. I know what it's going to feel like. I already know what it is. I'm just working backwards to get there. Um, it felt like I've been working backwards forever. But Well, the scary, the really scary part is not knowing how to fix something and not being able to get pulling on the phone when it's time and when things are broken. And that's what yeah. you need to it it really helps to at least know a little bit or at least know how to have a plan B in case there's something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you have to put up maintenance mode or put up redirect to a different page or something like that for the time being in case something well, breaks. Cause you really need to have those kind of systems in place to just to catch the traffic, just so you don't, so you don't lose anything. Right. Right. A redundancy plan. So I'm, well, I'm going to be running both of them in tandem. So I don't know if I'm going to let go cool. of the other no, one. No, that's yet. smart. Yeah. But I mean, as long as you're, if you do have the polling thing going, I mean, I would leave it in place, but it's just in case you can't get that to work for whatever reason, any given day. I mean, things, mm-hmm. my thing just broke now and I had to restart everything. So, I mean, things happen. Things just happen. You know that. So, yeah. Yeah. Didn't you, Alec and Michelle sell something through buy me a coffee at some point? Yeah. I've got memberships on buy me a coffee, but I didn't do any actual okay. products on there. Although one of the levels is you get the digital downloads as part of that membership level, but not, um, yeah, not, not actual product through that. Did you get your customers email addresses? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get that information. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I yeah. didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, um, what did I sell? My Trello, my Trello, Trello, my, yeah, my Trello planner. So, yeah, you get all of that. Um, you get their all the customer information. You can you can message them within Buy Me a Coffee, uh, which was nice. And now, once you have their email addresses, then you could kind of get them in an email sequence and you know, do other things. Other sales. I think if you have a Shopify store too, you can in addition to because you can sell them physical products through Shopify as well. Yeah. So you can right. make right. pot holders or t-shirts or whatever, Dina, and aprons and, or cutlery or whatever, and recipes and menus and all kinds of stuff digitally. Put all that in Shopify right. and you can capture their physical address you can, where you can actually mail them Christmas cards if you want. And you can't get that from Spreadshop, I don't think, or Teespring or any of those guys. But we can get it if we're running our own WooConfort. Oh, WooCommerce is there too. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got yeah. that. Right. But you can't so plug that into a YouTube I've channel. I've got. Right. You can, you can plug right. Shopify that into a, Woo, in a, in a YouTube channel and have that on your shelf. And then once you right. get to that level, and then you can, in addition to digital stuff, you can do physical stuff. And they probably take 30% of that. Not that I have a problem. They, they don't actually. Not, no, it's whatever Shopify takes. So Google don't take any of that. And the same with the merch. Google nice. aren't taking any commission themselves. It is just a link through to that. It's then whatever whatever Shopify take or. Uh, Have you looked at that, Ali? Have you looked at what Shopify's cut is? I don't think it's a lot. I think it might be. The, I, I don't know actually. I'm not sure. I what think it Shopify might be the credit card fee and a little and a little taste, like maybe five mm-hmm. points or something. I don't think it's a lot. I don't think it's not thirty percent like YouTube takes. I don't think it's that. 
that that might be an interesting road for you, Dina. The Shopify road. When I get there. Yeah, when you get there. Yeah, because G- Gumroad is perfect for you right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And I, I've got WooCommerce set up on my site, but I'm just not... I don't feel like my site is... Um, performant enough for a customer. Well, don't you right have to now? hook that up to a, to, a, to a merchant account that has a monthly charge and all that stuff with WooCommerce? It's set up. To, it, it's already set up with my printful stuff. Oh, I see. Okay. So, cool. so that's how those transactions are handled. I could put my course on that, but like I was saying is I don't feel like my site is performant enough for a paying customer to do anything there. So gotcha. I have work to do before I try to ask people to actually have a payment endpoint be my site. Um, Rich, to answer your question, with WooCommerce, you set up your merchant gateways and they take their per transaction fee. So if it's $1.25 plus, uh, you know, 0.5% or whatever it is, then that's what you pay. But I don't pay a monthly fee to Stripe, PayPal, you know, any of the gateway processors, Apple Pay, I can use any of them and install them with WooCommerce, but it's not a monthly thing. Not at all. Yeah, I, I use WooCommerce too um, with my WordPress site. No problem. But to take there. money with Stripe or with, with uh, PayPal, you don't you don't pay a, any kind of monthly stuff? No. No, so you right? pay per, per, oh. per transaction. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So with Discord for Creators, for example, I don't even have, I don't have WooCommerce set up on the Discord for Creators site. I have the services that I'm selling set up as Stripe products. And so when somebody purchases one of those things, they can click through a link on the Discord server to get through to there. But then they are they have this nice little kind of landing page for the product that they just pay there, boom, it's done. It goes in through Stripe. I just use Stripe for that and it's super simple compared to what I have for FHMPARS. It's not even funny. So, and you know, they take their whatever, their pound of flush, but it's fairly small. Yeah, that's cool. And then you have an entry point from your website to the same product, correct? Yes. For your, from your yes. DFC website. Okay, so, yeah. so I can be in your Discord server or I can be on your website and yeah. end up through the same pen tr- uh, payment gateway. Yeah, it'll go okay, directly nice. to the Stripe product. Even on my link page that I have with link app, Dot com so that little that little RFC mm-hmm. thing that sensor that has a few of the Stripe products on there so if somebody's like yeah I want to sign up for a Discord server setup right now they could go to that page and click on that link and boom they go to Stripe and it's there so it works very well for me in terms of the just digital services that has no it has no download it has no nothing it's just an agreement between us sort of thing. And it works really, really well. It's been seamless so far for me. We have a good example of all these different approaches that fit different people's needs. And I even use two different approaches for two different businesses. Focus, Sony, and that are diametrically opposite because I'm doing different things with those two businesses. So Kajabi is a, a perfect fit for everybody. It's a perfect fit for Alec and it's a perfect fit probably for Michelle as she's getting into it, but not necessarily the one. A WordPress site is not a perfect fit for lots of people, but it's perfect for me for FHM parts because I have so many different things that I'm doing on that site. And then, 
you know, for Dina, she's starting out. So starting on gum roads, super low friction, just get something out there. Easy peasy delivery to the customer. Very little work for you. That's going to be a great solution for you for the time being until you become the cooking magnet that you're destined to be. Yeah. The only other thing that I wanted to clarify is about this monthly fee thing, because I've been paying 30 bucks a month plus three points to my credit card processor forever. Mm-hmm. You guys actually oh, get the credit card number. Can you use a credit card? Can you, if some, can a customer give you a credit card number and you can sell with it? They, they yeah. can become a, a customer in Stripe. So you can set up things like this stuff where you can, you can bill somebody and you can. No, like, no. Charge I mean, can you, can you type in like a virtual terminal? You have the phone number, the credit card number in your hand and you type yeah, it you in yourself with, and run it with Stripe. You yeah, can do you can that, do that yeah. with, you can do that with Stripe. Yeah. I've never actually done it myself having said that, but I don't think there's an extra fee associated with that. They, ch- they charge a bit more because they I tend to get was, more chargebacks because you're sitting there manually and putting the numbers. Right, right, right. But there's still, so, but the monthly but no fee month, is what I'm no talking monthly about. Fee. Yeah. I don't think so. The monthly no. fee is what no. I'm talking about. And, and, and in terms of the fee, so like I've just checked now that it was like $5 as a, as a fee off a $187 course that was just sold. So it's like two and uh, around two and a half percent, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, something, yeah. something like that. So well, I know the, not having the, the card thing. in your hand is is a little. It, they get more money mm-hmm. for that, but that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's and frankly, I don't want to store anybody's credit cards. I have Absolutely. zero interest in that liability. I oh, want I agree straight, with that, but sometimes customers don't know any better, and they want to call on the phone and order coffee mugs, mm-hmm. and they want to give you a credit card right. number, and you have to write it down because that's that's the way they do it. They don't want to type it in the computer. Well, like if you're doing events and things like that, sometimes you know we used to do events where we would have a terminal that people could pay at the end, like at, oh on site, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. have to type it uh, in. But no, I've just never sense. done it with my own personal Stripe thing. Well, no, Lisa's got a square for her catering business, and she'll show mm-hmm. up somewhere and sell lunches or something and swipe it a card or type it in right. a phone or something. So but that's a whole I used thing. to do that too. Yeah. I used Squares? to do that too. Yeah. Oh, I, have a, I have a, I'm a, I'm a old square. <laughs> I have a yeah. square account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I know. I feel you. Sister. I'm an old square too. Okay. <laughs> How do you determine pricing on your stuff? Oh, my stuff is pretty much manufacturer suggested retail. Most of my apparel, I double and I'm, and I do well on apparel because I have a lot of uh, apparel is a lot more hands-on. Um, the other stuff I, I make a little bit less margin on, but I do, I don't do as much work. So it makes sense. As far as digital stuff, again, that's, I don't have anything like that. So I don't know pricing wise on that. I always struggle with the pricing of, of things. God, like don't the, we ever? <laughs> well, I know, right? That's why I ask. <laughs> I always struggle with it. Sorry, peas. <laughs> It's it, the, the the funny thing is, you know, you want to pay yourself, you want to pay yourself for the work that you did. But at the same time, you're thinking about the customer and you don't want it to be such, I don't know, you want to be competitive and you want to be um at the same time, you know, I, I always think about it from the customer's point of view. I'm like, okay, well, when you see something, you're like, oh, it's too, it's too cheap. It must not be good. Or it's too expensive. What's wrong with it? You know, why is this so expensive? You know, I don't know. It, it, I've always struggled with it. And I always end up giving stuff away. Uh, many, many moons ago, we, you know, in a different life, I, I was a florist. And I, I just, I just, I just really struggle with that. And it's like, 
people are like, I'll pay you whatever. You just tell me a price and I'll pay whatever because your work is is great. And then I'm like, well, is that too much? I don't know. I think that has a lot to do with what I feel I'm worth. You know, that's like a whole nother conversation for another stream. But <laughs> hey, can I confess? I, I was a florist, too, in my 20s. <laughs> Really? Oh I was the biggest, <laughs> beefiest floral designer you ever saw. It was pretty funny. That's amazing, oh Rich. God. How did we pretty not funny. know this wow. before? Oh, oh my God. It's a secret. But anyway. Well, there you go. See, now we, bond, now we bonded through flowers. Okay, I've got a confession to make. I was a florist as well. <laughs> you were not. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> Pumpkin, come on. I've spent a lot of money at florists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So back to the pricing thing. I think the answer to that question, D, is that we ask each other, honestly, how many conversations <laughs> yes. have we had in the mastermind where we come in, okay, I've got this product idea. How much should I be charging for it? Like, remember when I was trying to set my prices for the Discord server setup? And I was just like, I have no idea. And I had to come to you guys to get even a general ballpark. And then that ended up being like way too low as well. But this is what we have to do because we are the best advocates for each other. Cause we You've also got to think of what your, of what your customer is going to get out of it. What, what is going to save them? That for part. example, this product costs a thousand bucks and how much is it going to cost to get you to learn how to use it? And that's worth 300. Right. That's worth 500. I don't know. Just whatever that number is. Yeah. Like, like the guy that sold the app that, uh, that lets you use your phone as an app as a webcam. And it was, three dollars forever and then somebody said hey this is too cheap so okay so he made it three hundred dollars and he freaked freaked everybody out because somebody wanted to pay three hundred so yeah there was that. And, then, and then he went back and made it a subscription instead of a one-time payment so but you, so you learn but you try not to make everybody that, mad. that that i think there's a way to th frame it is what are you saving somebody what time are you saving i mean that's like with my icon packs most of them are ten dollars just because i think right well how long has it taken me to go through and make all the icons and set it all up? And then how much would it take one other person to do that? And am I saving them that much money? Now, in the end, the icon packs have more than paid for the amount of time that I spent actually doing it. But for each person who's buying it, they've uh, they've saved themselves a hell of a lot of time of going through and, and creating absolutely. it all. But it's at absolutely the same worth time, the $10. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, I actually made that at that price because I was thinking, right, well, this is also coming back to this whole sort of lead magnet thing, you know, you can have paid lead magnets that actually are building your list. So like now after whatever it is, 18 months of take one tech, my email list is around about 1,200, something like that. So I've built up an email list that I'm now using to market my uh, courses. And so every time I send out an email about a discount offer on the course, I, you know, sell a whole handful of courses. So that's part of it as well is thinking about that long-term value of getting clients into your thing. And so you may want to, like almost lowball yourself on some stuff so that you are covering, you know, some costs, but knowing that you're going to then let further down the line, have some other products to sell. I tell you what, you want to be careful lowballing because it's really, really hard to get more money. It's easy to come down, but it's really hard to get up to go up. Yeah. I mean, I mean stuff that you're going to leave at that price. I mean, I've got a $2 icon pack. If you want to make your stream deck like yeah. an icon, uh, like a, a calculator. So what I mean is stuff not, not lowballing to begin with, with putting them up, but actually, yeah. you know, just having them low to begin with that's yeah. on that brain though as well if you're doing courses and make those too low um then you can end up actually getting more people asking for refunds because you end up with if you make it really low um and you're giving a money back guarantee which i think you always should do with all the products um then yeah you do get more returns from people who have paid you know 20 dollars than you would from somebody who's paid 
you know, a lot more than that. If assuming you're delivering the value, but there's something about it. Funny? People, 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 people so perceive dirty. it as cheap if they've paid a low yeah. price for it, and they're the ones that are going to ask for the refund. Statistically, <laughs> although I have not got the exact statistic to back it up, but it is. <laughs> what have you found to work in terms of marketing? That is a, such a broad conversation um, because okay. I found Facebook marketing works brilliantly uh, for some things, but it works terribly for others. Uh, LinkedIn marketing, like paid advertising works great. Um, just sending stuff out to email lists, that is uh, going to get you, if you've got a, a warm email list, so people that already know, know, like, and trust you, you know, but they've actually come into your thing, then that is a great way to, to you know, to do things because people are already um familiar with you i mean i find that you know i get a, a much higher percentage of people will sign up to my new course if they've already done one of my previous courses because obviously they know what they're getting inside in terms of like that so um yeah and then i do get some completely sort of cold sales that have come from me just posting it on social media or from affiliates that have posted it on their things so they're people that i didn't previously have in um but i would have a lot of affiliate know. sales uh, not a huge amount, no. Um, okay. Like two or three a month, something like that. Um, okay. So yeah, it's not the the prime. But then again, I'm not really doing a. <laughs> here's another conversation. I'm not really doing a full um, a full enough job of equipping my affiliates with all they need to go and do it. So although I do give them, you know, here's the links. What I need to be doing is really having a proactive push. That's one of my plans for next year. Uh, you know, after Christmas is uh, in the new year, is, is to start to actually generate that side of things and really actively uh, encourage people who've already done the course. Because you know, I've got a couple of hundred people now have done my courses, but they haven't actually all gone up inside to be an affiliate. Well, you know, they can get thirty percent commission by being an affiliate, so it's in their interest to, if they've enjoyed it, you know, and found it useful tell three friends about it and you've, you know, recouped your, your cost almost. So I need, I need to be more proactive about that. Maybe affiliate training every two weeks or something like that. Like you can done. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's just a balance. I'm, not, I'm sure he's a trainer. Why is that funny? Yeah. Why, why is that funny? No, it's just, it's, it's only, it's cute because we know it works. Oh, and right, we've right, seen right. it with Ecamm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, and totally I, do. and I, you know, it's the callback reference. I like it like it so uh, i'm full of questions tonight <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> what creators have you looked to or learned from um as you've been doing your your digital products justin yeah. brown i love justin brown um he is he I, I like i just really like the way he he the way he delivers value he gives away everything. If you go into his into his onto his YouTube channel, you'll be able to see everything, learn everything. However, what he's selling is time. If you need to do something in a specific amount of time, buy the course and he'll accelerate it. And so he's one of my OG people that I look to as an example of how to build a product and how to then market it. Um, he's one. And then I do have another. Um, and she was a previous mentor of mine, Molly Mahoney. Absolutely love her. She, she is um, one of the things that, because uh, I, I wasn't in her high ticket 
class. And one of the things that she does is sell it first. So like you were talking, Keely, about selling your course before you make it. The brilliant thing about selling your course before you make it is that you get the feedback. You already know what they want. You start asking questions as you're as you're doing this, and now you could create whatever it is that you want that 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 your client needs specifically because now that you've asked all these things and you've you know you sold it first, you're still co- you're constantly talking to them and figuring out what it is, what are the pain points, what do they want to know, and all that kind of stuff. And now they give you the blueprint, and then you make it. So it's not like and. One of the things that I loved about that was, and she challenged me on that all the time. It's like, just, just, just go ahead and just do this. And I'm sitting here going, yeah, but what's it going to look like? And I don't want to look like a fraud and I don't want to do this or whatever, but it was brilliant. I do have, I do have more, but those are, my, those are my top two. For me, I've been prattling on about these guys for the last six weeks that we've been recording this podcast. But let me give you an example of what Cole and Dickie did to me yesterday. Okay, so I'm in the ship 30 for 30 and we're in the home stretch. It's ending on Sunday. And I've been I've been active in the course. I've consumed all the material. I've been taking notes. I've the the live sessions have been great. I've been gamifying. I've been getting all the badges. That's all been working really well. But my actual output on Twitter has been, and LinkedIn has been a little sporadic because, you know, stuff's been going down. So last night I get a Twitter DM from Dickie and it's a loom. And he says, Keely, he's talking to me. He's like, Keely, we would love to have you in our captain's table program. It's starting next week. We would really love to have a content creator who's focusing on building a creator community where people are monetizing on Discord. We're actually thinking about moving to Discord as well. So we'd love to see you in the table. Let me know if you have any questions. I'm like, come on, you guys. That is too good. It's too good. It's unfair. How dare you dangle this carrot that I, they might be a client possibly, but of course they're never, they're no way direct about that. But I'm thinking, God damn it. Anyway, I might go back and say, well, if you're really serious about discord, let's do a trade. <laughs> but that's I what I would have do. A feeling. That's the way I would yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. obviously a sale. Yeah. I mean, a loom to a, to a student, a direct message to a student trying to sell something is not unusual. It's no, really, no, I know that's not, but to, no. to be so specific, to draw me in oh, yeah. like that, it's just cruel, but so good. So good. Alec, who's been persuading you to spend money recently that you're taking inspiration from? <laughs> I don't know, actually. So I, most of the way that I think about this was formed, I suppose, before I started Take One Tech, when seeing the right and wrong way to do sales funnels and seeing the people who were doing it right and the people who were doing it wrong. And I'm still, I'm probably seeing more people at the, you know, the, no, I'll rephrase that. There are a lot more people who are standing out for doing it wrong <laughs> to me in, uh, you know, certain creator circles, uh, you know, where they're just hammering people with emails and all that kind of stuff, which is not actually delivering value at every step. So those those are the ones that sort of stick out like a sore thumb. But I'm not actually in as many of those uh, those kind of things at the moment. So it's more just sort of drawing from my sort of past experience of, 
you know, trying to do this the right way myself and making sure that people are getting value at every stage and, uh, you know, all, all of the, the things that you should do as, <laughs> as conscientious funnel owners. <laughs> I've been watching um, Jessica Stansbury a bit lately, and she's, she's very big on passive income and digital products. So um, between a uh, swift kick in the you know what from Doc recently, and then hearing the pep talk cheerleader of uh, Jessica Stansbury, that's what motivated me to do the, the menu plan. So that's that's where i've been lately what about you rich i get inspired by all you guys there you go (laughs) and uh, god that was the hardest (laughs) i'm like trying to rope you in i've like lassoed you i'm pulling like this and you're still running in the other direction thanks for hopping on to our creator spot if you liked it tell your friends if you didn't like it tell your friends We'd love a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The Creators Pod is produced by C22 Media. Alec Johnson, Dina Taylor, Michelle Lawrence, Keely Dunn, and me, Rich Grady. Thanks, guys. Well, thanks for listening this week, y'all, and go sell something. I don't know what else to say. <laughs>